It was one of the biggest creatures ever to roam the Earth. It was longer than your average school bus and could easily weigh more than 10 elephants combined. But where did it live? How did it end up having this size? And most importantly, why is it extinct nowadays? Let's find out! The Megalodon was the largest predator ever known in our planet's history. In terms of its location, the Megalodon lived practically in all waters on our globe, except near the poles. The reason why there were no Megalodon teeth found in Antarctica is probably that the gigantic creature adapted to only warm, tropical, and subtropical waters. The younger ones liked to keep to the shores, while full-grown adults preferred coastal areas. But they could easily move into the open ocean as well. How do we know the Megalodon was so widely spread? We can only presume based on the fact that they discovered the most northern fossils off the coast of Denmark and the most southern in New Zealand. The discussion of how the Megalodon got this size is still open in the scientific community. They recently found out that not all the specimens from this fascinating species reach the same huge size. This has to do with a little something called the Bergman's Rule which says that the temperature of the surrounding environment affects the animal's body size because they either need to conserve or shed heat. The megalodons that reach cooler waters probably needed more body weight to make sure they survived in low temperatures. On the contrary, those living in warmer waters had to be smaller to avoid burning up. But what did this enormous fish look like? Most modern depictions show the megalodon resembling an enormous great white shark. But well, it seems it may not necessarily be correct. The megalodon likely had a much shorter nose and a flatter jaw that looked almost squashed when compared with a great white shark. It also seems to have something in common with the modern blue shark – extra-long pectoral fins. They needed these to support their weight and size while navigating the planet's waters. Lastly, the lady megalodons seem to have been about twice as large as the gentleman. As for their offspring, even a small megalodon was enormous, at least 6.5 feet from nose to tail. How do we know that? Because specialists have stumbled upon megalodon nursery habitats in Panama, Maryland, the Canary Islands, and Florida. Even the piles of used diapers were enormous. Nah, not really. Surely the scariest aspect of the megalodon's looks was its mouth. I mean, think about it. Megalodon had whales for dinner, so it obviously needed to open its mouth wide enough. Scientists have estimated that its jaw would span a mind-boggling size 9 by 11 feet wide. Just to paint you a better picture, that means it could have easily gulped down two adult people side by side. Wait, which two adults? Those impressive jaws also feature 276 teeth. Based on modern reconstructions of the force of its bite, it looks like it may have been one of the most, if not the most, powerful animals of prey ever to exist in. For comparison, humans can have a bite force of around 1,300 newtons. Today, great white sharks have been estimated to be able to bite down with a force of over 18,000 newtons. The megalodon tops all the records, with an estimated power of bite up to 10 times greater than that. It could basically crush a car with very little effort. Its teeth were also pretty amazing. Similar to sharks, the megalodon was fast in replacing its broken or worn teeth. With four or five rows of teeth in its mouth, 
It basically acted like a conveyor belt, growing back damaged or missing teeth within about 48 hours. This means that an adult megalodon probably would have grown several thousand teeth throughout its lifetime. It was nice of them to do that, though, since it's probably one of the reasons why megalodon teeth are so common in fossil records and were able to study them properly. For 13 million years, this 60-ton beast dominated the warm waters of our planet. Though, some believe that the Meg still lives in the most remote and deepest parts of the ocean. It's a hot summer day. It seems only logical to go for a swim in the sea. You're floating on your back, completely relaxed. Your eyes are closed. Your breath is even. Water's pleasantly cool around your body. A light breeze touches your face. You feel calm enough to doze off. Suddenly, something bumps into your leg. Yanked out of your half-slumber, you begin to flail until you're face-to-face -face with the invisible danger. Luckily, all you spot is a couple of easily recognizable fins and cute smiley snouts. Phew, just dolphins. Guess you're lucky to meet them in the wild. These amazing creatures are so close, you can touch them. You've heard people say dolphins' skin feels rubbery, but to your mind, it's more like the inner part of a hard-boiled egg. One of the animals is so close to you that its salty smell fills your nostrils. You know, though, that dolphins don't have sweat glands. It means they don't sweat and are pretty much odorless. The smell you sense comes from the water they swim in. The largest and most ferocious predator to ever haunt the oceans, the megalodon shark dominated the seas for centuries before coming extinct millions of years ago. However, scientists managed to discover very few remnants of the giant shark. Everything we know about the great beast we've learned thanks to fossils of its giant teeth which are just about the size of the average human hand. A megalodon skeleton has never been discovered. Shark skeletons are made mostly of cartilage, meaning that they decompose quickly. Luckily, sharks continuously shed and regrow teeth throughout their lives. One shark can go through 40,000 teeth in a single lifetime. Scientists have managed to study different types of shark species based on their teeth alone. The megalodon shark had around 276 teeth. When they fell out, those teeth landed in the seabed where they stayed for millions of years, fossilizing. Scientists found those teeth, and they're the only real record we have of the megalodon's existence. Megalodon teeth have been discovered all over the world. It means that unlike other marine animals of its time, the megalodon was intercontinental. Even today, most sharks and marine animals tend to stick to one sea or ocean. The megalodon shark swam freely around the world, moving between tropical and subtropical waters. Megalodon teeth have been found in every continent apart from the freezing cold waters of Antarctica. When a megalodon makes a starring appearance in a movie or TV show, it's portrayed to look like a giant version of a great white shark. Scientists previously believed that the megalodon and the great white shark both descended from one common ancestor. Still, it's not true. In fact, it's more likely that the megalodon was the arch-enemy of the great white shark's ancestor, the broad-toothed mako shark. That means megalodon wouldn't have looked so similar to the great white after all. In reality, the megalodon would have a shorter nose than the great white along with longer pectoral fins to give the giant shark a stockier and more threatening build. They both had an excellent sense of smell though, so even in prehistoric times, it wasn't a good idea to go swimming with a chunk of raw meat in hand. And it certainly isn't safe now. Whether the Meg's hiding somewhere in the depths, which some still believe is true, or it's gone forever, 
younger cousins will still be there waiting. Also, both of them like to go after big marine mammals, so they would certainly have things to do together. That is, until the Meg got moody and accidentally ate its friend. Eh, you never know. These guys had a different hunting style. Great whites prefer to dive straight towards their prey and find its softest spot, like exposed legs or underbelly. Sometimes, an entire tooth would be found embedded in a bone of some bigger animal, such as a whale. Without the main parts they use for swimming, poor sea animals were then helpless and unable to escape. Yet whales were just a smaller part of Megalodon's diet. Seals, sea cows, squids, dolphins, other sharks… The good old Meg probably wouldn't say no to some random school of smaller fish swimming into its mouth either. Nothing better than a good snack after a big tasty dinner. Even those giant turtles weren't safe with their thick shells. The Meg probably took them as a dare challenge on a daily basis. Scientists have used computer simulations to try and work out the hunting style of the ancient shark. Using this technology, scientists have discovered that the Megalodon's attack style was very different from that of modern-day sharks. Modern sharks dive straight for their prey's most vulnerable spot, for example, the soft underbelly of a seal. The Megalodon's teeth were uniquely suited to biting through tougher areas of cartilage. So, evidence suggests that a Megalodon would first chew the tougher fins of their prey, rendering them unable to swim away before launching into their final attack. Some people believe that the Megalodon is still alive today, lurking at the depths of the ocean's waters. But it's unlikely to be true. Megalodons are a warm water species, which means they would be unable to survive in the cold waters of the deep ocean. Most of the Megalodon's potential prey live in shallower waters, meaning there would be very little for the Megalodon to eat at deep sea level. In fact, the Meg was so big and powerful that it had no natural predators. It was the uncrowned king of the seas, swimming freely from ocean to ocean. This cosmopolitan creature was found all over the world, from America to Europe and Australia to Japan, assuming there were countries back then. Meg fossils have been found on every continent except Antarctica. Everybody skips Antarctica. Science tells us that the Megalodon went extinct over 3.6 million years ago. But could they still be alive at the deepest depths of the ocean? Only around 80% of the ocean has been explored, and its deepest point, the Mariana Trench, is over 7 miles down. So who knows what's lurking at the bottom? If you did manage to make it down, it is unlikely that you'll run into a Meg, though. The sharks, like us, preferred warmer coastal waters. Deep ocean living would be too cold for the beasts, and food would be scarce. Their entire bodies would also have to evolve to avoid being squished by the enormous water pressure down there. It's unlikely they're still around, but not impossible. Some good news if you do run into one is that the shark is pretty unlikely to eat you. You are way too small a meal for the megalodon, even if you have a couple of friends with you. This guy eats whales that are over 50 feet long. If you're having a beach party, though, it's a different story. In a beach full of swimmers, the shark very well might creep up, scooping several humans into its giant mouth without even chewing. But wait, let's rewind. How does the shark take down a 50-foot whale? It first bites off its fins, making the whale unable to swim away. It then casually munches it down piece by piece. Because of their size, sharks had to consume over a ton of food every single day just to sustain themselves, like me. All that food made the megalodon extremely heavy. They range from anywhere between 50 to over 100 tons. For context, that's around the same as 7 to 16 adult male African elephants. 
To fit all this food in, their jaws had to open pretty wide. A megalodon's jaw could span 9 by 11 feet wide. That's easily big enough to swallow two adult humans side by side. The fearsome name megalodon comes from two Greek words, mega meaning big and odont meaning tooth. So combined, they mean what? Big tooth. And it certainly lives up to its name. Just one of its chompers is the same size as a human head. It had 276 humongous teeth in total across five terrifying rows. In all of history, only a couple of saber-toothed cats and the T-Rex had consistently bigger teeth. Now that's a showdown I'd like to watch. The megalodon vanished millions of years ago, leaving only huge teeth to be found by modern archaeologists. They literally disappeared with very few traces left. Scientists believe that, over time, sea levels dropped and the ocean temperatures went down rapidly. Over a third of all marine life was wiped out as the oceans cooled, and a number of animals at the bottom of the food chain plummeted. This had a catastrophic effect on the hungry predators at the top. Sorry, guys. It became way too cold for these sun-loving sharks, too, which made it difficult for them to reproduce since they gave birth in warm waters. The megalodon is usually described as a sort of giant great white shark, but this is just a common myth. In fact, the ancestors of today's great white existed at the same time as the meg. But they weren't best buddies and were even in competition with each other. The great white shark was a better hunter, using its smaller size and agility to snap up the meg's prey quickly. They were also known to eat meg pups, who were only half their size. This didn't help the whole extinction thing. Even infant megalodons were huge, coming in at just under 7 feet. While a great white was no match for an adult meg in a head-to-head fight, they sure weren't scared of stealing their food. This only left the bigger fish in whales for the meg, but its food supplies began to run out as the whales swam to the cooler new seas. The whales adapted to prefer the colder temperatures, leaving our friend the meg behind. The megalodons either starved or were frozen into extinction by the Ice Age. Rather than a great white, the megalodon is more like a modern bull shark. It had a short snout, flat lower jaw, and huge pectoral fins to support its massive weight and size. As scary as they are, these sharks were actually caring family guys. Several megalodon nursery areas have been discovered in Florida, Maryland, and Panama. They gave birth to their young in shallow water environments. We know this from discovering loads of tiny megalodon teeth found in these areas. Gee, I wonder if they had nannies, too. April 10th, 1912. You're on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean, in a small port town. Hundreds of people, and you among them, are going to board the huge majestic ship. It's three times as long as the Statue of Liberty is tall. The ship is considered the most advanced and unsinkable watercraft of its time. You can see hundreds of luxury cabin windows on its deck, and the Titanic inscription on the magnificent iron hull. This day, the famous superliner set off on its first and last voyage from Southampton to New York. But now, you'll see an alternate story. You can hear a crew member announcing the start of the Titanic's trip. The ship sails from Africa to Bermuda, and the cause of its catastrophe will not be an iceberg at all. For four days, Titanic sails through North Atlantic waters. The sun warms the ship so much that during the day, all the passengers sit inside the ship. In the evening, when a cool breeze descends on the ocean, all the people go up on deck to watch the beautiful red sunset. Midnight, April 15th. You're sitting in your cabin reading a book. You're usually asleep at this time, but right now, 
You're just flipping through page after page. You close the book and look around the cabin. You feel like someone's watching you. You get up and break out into a cold sweat. An inexplicable feeling of anxiety permeates your body and causes goosebumps. You look out the cabin window where the ocean spray is banging the glass, but you can't see anything. There's a thick fog outside. You leave the cabin. In addition to you, several passengers also left their beds because of a heightened sense of danger. They greet you and ask what's wrong, but no one knows. You head to the stairs to go out on the deck to see the situation. At this point, the floor goes out from under your feet. A strong push makes you fall. A rumble reverberates through the Titanic. You get up and see more and more people going out from their cabins. You run up the stairs and meet a crew member. He doesn't tell you anything, but his eyes are wide with fear. You go up on deck and can hardly see anything. A thick, wet fog has settled over the ship. Several passengers are holding their heads as if they have a headache. You see the captain and ask him what happened. The captain admits that he has no idea where you are. You see a compass in his hand. The arrow turns in different directions. It's impossible to determine where exactly the ship is now. Interestingly, there was no such thing as the Bermuda Triangle before 1964, but the first reports of missing ships in this area date back to the middle of the 19th century. Another push. This time you've managed to stay on your feet. It felt like something big just hit the ship. You run to the railing at the edge of the deck and stare overboard. Through the white fog, you notice a huge shark fin. You haven't seen the full size of the shark, but from what you've seen, it must be as long as a train car. The shark swims away, but after a few seconds, you can see its fin again. It quickly approaches the ship and grabs the iron hull with its huge jaws. The deck is shaking. You can hear the grinding of metal. It seems this huge predator just made a hole in the hull. Only one creature on the planet can do this, the Megalodon. It's an ancient marine predator that measured almost 60 feet in length. Megalodon had no competition in the ocean. It was at the top of the food chain. It's believed the shark disappeared millions of years ago, but the ocean is only 5% explored. Here, it's alive and swimming in the mysterious waters of the Bermuda Triangle. Everyone aboard the ship is panicking. People from the lower decks are running upstairs. The Titanic slowly sinks and tilts to the side. Everyone goes to the lifeboats, but no one dares to get in them while the huge ancient monster is around. The ship's bow submerges under the water. You stand on the left side of the deck and see the Megalodon bite off pieces of the iron hull. You shout to the people in the stern section that the Megalodon is busy and they have time to evacuate. The first rescue boats with passengers go down on the water. Some passengers just jump overboard. Fortunately, the water is much warmer than the place where the Titanic actually sank. You put on a life jacket and jump too. The Megalodon attacks the ship and drags it deeper into the water. The smell of the Titanic's kitchen must have attracted it. You find yourself among the ship's flotsam and lifeboats. The fog's finally rising. The starry sky and the moon illuminate the sea's surface. People help you to climb on board a rescue boat. Everyone tries to sail as far away from the sinking ship as possible. You see the huge shark swimming around the Titanic. At this moment, something distracts it, and the predator goes away. More than half of the ship is already under the surface. The second part looks like a candle sticking out of the water. The ocean is calm. The sky's clear and cloudless. There's no wind. 
From the side, you see a huge wave growing behind the Titanic. It's about 50 feet high, like a five-story building. It knocks the ship down as easily as if it was made of paper. The monster wave dissolves in the water as quickly and unexpectedly as it appeared. You've just witnessed a rogue wave. This phenomenon occurs all over the world. Enormous waves suddenly appear, demolish ships, and disappear without a trace. Scientists still can't determine their exact nature, but according to the most popular theory, these waves are formed by kinetic vampirism. Under certain natural conditions, waves accumulate and exchange kinetic energy. Among all the waves out there, there is one vampire wave that absorbs the energy of all the others. When a lot of energy is accumulated, a huge wave grows and splashes it all out. Some believe the frequent disappearance of ships in the Bermuda Triangle occurred because of rogue waves. The people on the boats calm down. Someone sends a flare into the sky. You look at the ocean and see the triangular fin of the Megalodon emerging from the water. It's the size of a sailboat, and it's coming your way! You row the oars as fast as you can. People are screaming and calling for help. There's no chance of escape. The legendary monster is getting closer and closer. The shark's head peeks out from under the surface. It opens its huge maw filled with hundreds of sharp teeth. Each of them is the size of your palm. The boat would fit entirely inside the shark's mouth. It can swallow you whole. The shark stops and closes its mouth at arm's length from the boat. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.